we're going to study a special theme. Life everlasting. On death, dying, and the future hope. What does the Bible say about these things? Is there a hope for us? We know somebody is dead, dead. We can't do anything about it. But the Bible tells us there will be a resurrection of the dead. There will be everlasting life for some of us. For some. There's a ticket to heaven for everlasting life. And we are going to discover this ticket. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Our theme, we're talking about life everlasting. On death, dying and the future hope. Lesson three, understanding human nature. Our memory text for this week, written in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. A living being. In the first book of, in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, we find in verse 27, 26 first. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And the second text in the second chapter was seven. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Our memory text for this week. That's an important verse. Breath from God, and then this material, the corpse, becomes a living being because of the breath. Of God. I once visited a dying woman and when I came there she slept on her bed and I talked to the relatives for a while and I waited for her to open her eyes again so that I can talk to her and then I was told she has just died before you came. Really? I thought she she was sleeping over there. Such a peaceful face. She rested in God. She trusted her Lord all the years. And yeah, 
she slept. <laughs> and I thought she was sleeping. And in a way she was sleeping. The sleep called death. And it, it was nearly the same. She was there, so the body is there. And an hour before, she was alive. And now an hour later, she was dead. But it's the same body. But without life, without the breath of God. That's the difference. So, being a living being means there's God's breath in your life. And it's the same with the wild beasts, with all the animals. It's God's breath. Therefore, they live. The soul who sins shall die. In the prophet Ezekiel, in chapter 18, we read verse 4. God says, Behold, all souls to whom do they belong. <laughs> all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. And the soul that sins it shall die. The soul that sins, it shall die. What about a soul that never dies? Is that biblical? Oh no. The soul that sins, it shall die. Here it is written. And in verse 20 we read again, the soul that sins, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, and neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. You don't have to pay for the debt of your father or as father for the debt of your son for your for the guilt. It's it's not yours. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he has committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. If he will turn from his wrong way, from all his sins, when he turns from that, then there is a chance to start new. Uh, what, what about the soul that will never die? Well, where does this come from? <laughs> The devil invented it. You are either a dead soul or a living soul. But there is nothing like a soul that exists and exists and exists and never perishes. Whenever God's breath is drawn back, that's the end. Then it's a dead soul. 
And if the breath comes in, it's a living soul. So the soul in itself, that's you, <laughs> either living or dead. But you have got nothing in yourself which cannot be killed, <laughs> that cannot perish. Of course it can. When God's breath goes away, that's it. Then you are dead. And once you are dead, you do not live anymore. And nothing in you will live anymore. Then you are dead. You are either a living soul or a dead soul. And nothing in you will disappear, flying there, and living and living and living. That's nonsense. That's a lie invented by the devil. Be sure about that. The spirit returns to God. Ah, here we have it. Isn't that text? The spirit returns to God, so there is a spirit which will never, ever die. Let's have a look at this. It's the book Ecclesiastes. Solomon, the king, the wise king, he wrote it in his, at his old age. He wrote it for young people. Therefore, he writes here in chapter 12, Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Ah, why so? Why not just before we are going to die? You should do that in your youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when you shall say, I have no pleasure in them. Because in the morning, when you want to jump out of the bed, uh, it uh, doesn't work. Pain is here and there and everywhere. No pleasure. Just pain. So, remember your creator in your youth when you are still alive. And then we read in verse 7 what happens when you are going to die. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. It is written, isn't it? A soul that never perishes. It lives and lives and lives. This isn't written here. It's not a soul that goes on living. Here is a reversal of creation. It's creation. God, his breath into this body. And then you are a living soul. And here's the reversal. The breath of God, the Spirit of God, is drawn back. You collapse. You're dead. No more life in you anymore. You're dead. That's the end. And the Spirit goes back to God. It came from God so that you become a living soul and then it's withdrawn and then you are a dead soul. That's it. That's all what we experience. So this reversal 
of the creation process, we find at the dying process. It's just reversed. Creation, spirit comes, death, spirit goes. But there's nothing in you that will never die. <laughs> but there is a solution for death. We will hear about that in later lessons. When Jesus will come again, there will be a resurrection. And this resurrection will be something where your body is created in a new way and the breath of God will come into you again. That's the first resurrection. And if you will be among the f those who are resurrected at the first resurrection, you will get everlasting life. Forever. And ever. And ever. Yeah, that's it. That's the solution. The dead know nothing. Nothing. And this is from a text in Ecclesiastes as well, chapter 9. Here Solomon starts with the following words. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knows either love or hatred, but all that is before them. All things come alike to all. There's one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean, to him that sacrifices and to him that sacrifices not. As is the good, so is the sinner. And he that swears is he that fears an oath. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event unto all. Yeah. Also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live. And after that they go to the dead. So they all experience the same. They all die. But there's a difference among the dead whether you die as a believer or as an unbeliever. But for the dead, for the moment, verse 5, uh, verse 4, before, for to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> of course, the lion is a strong animal, wild beast, but only as long as it is a living lion. So better being a dog alive than a lion dead. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. They rest in peace. They do not know anything. They sleep. It's the kingdom of the dead. It's a huge sleeping room. They all sleep there. The sleep of death. Once I was at the funeral 
and the Roman Catholic priest sat in, in front of the open grave. He said, now? So the dead was in there. And he said, now? From, from the cloud up there, his soul is looking down at us. What a nonsense! That's, that's a, an invention by the devil. The, the soul that has died, it's now a dead soul. The breath of God has gone away back, the Spirit of God. So now there is a dead soul, not a living soul anymore. This person knows nothing at all. It rests. But when Jesus comes again, those that have been in communion with Jesus in a relationship, they will be resurrected at the first resurrection. And the others who don't have a relationship with Jesus, they will be resurrected at the second resurrection. Have you got a number one or a number two on your head? That's important then. Resting with the forefathers. We read about Abraham in Genesis chapter 25, verse 7 and 8. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived. A hundred, three score and fifteen years. One hundred twenty-seven. That's quite something. That's... <laughs> the, the age is doubled, isn't it? When you are 80, 85, 87, that, that's a long time for living. But in these days, double amount. <laughs> 175 years. And we read in the next verse, Then Abraham gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost and died in a good old age, an old man, and full of years. And what happened then? He was gathered to his people. The huge sleeping room, the room for the dead, they are all gathered there. But some have got a number one, and some a number two. And it's good if you have got a number one on your head. In the second book of Samuel, we read about David's future. In chapter 7, it is told by the prophet Nathan, verse 12. So something for the future to think about. King David. And when your days be fulfilled, and you shall sleep with your fathers. So someday in the future this will happen. For you and me, for everybody. I will set up your seed after you, which shall proceed out of your bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. You will sleep with your fathers. Sleep. This is how life 
ends. You sleep with your fathers, those who have lived before you. And if we go on to the next book, the first book of Kings, in chapter 2, verse 10, we read that this so happened as it was foretold. Chapter 2, verse 10, So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. He was gathered together with his forefathers. He slept. That's how the Bible speaks about death. It's asleep. You're sleeping. How long? Till Jesus comes again. And then will the resurrection, the resurrection take place. For those who've got a number one on their head. Another number two. Those will go on sleeping for the last judgment. And then they get the number two. The second death. Second resurrection, second death. First resurrection, life everlasting. Summary. There is an interesting sentence. If you have ever been in surgery and were out, out with general anesthesia, you might have a faint idea of what it must be like for the dead. I once read a story, soccer match, and all the seats up there, so many people there, collapsed and buried those who were lower down. And one, many died, and one nearly died. But he was without sense, and for months, even for years, he did not know anything. It just was there, all the cables and machines, and from time to time they thought, should we just stop, then he will be dead. But the relative said, go on, please, keep on doing so. One day he opened his eyes, and his first question what was the result of the soccer match? <laughs> it was the last he, he had got into his mind with his senses. Then he was buried. So he did not know anything what had happened in between in all these months and years. Nothing. It was just gone by without any anything coming to his mind. Sense. The senses rested. He was without sense. And this it will be. When you die, you rest in peace in the huge sleeping room of all the dead. And when Jesus comes again and you've got a number one on your head, then you will be resurrected at the first resurrection. And if you ever get a number two, that's 1,000 years after that, you will be resurrected at the second resurrection. And there you get the reward, the second death. 
final death. You just disappear. Extinction is your fate for the future. You, you do not exi exist anymore. So either everlasting life or disappearing forever. Because it depends on your relationship, on your loving relationship to Jesus. He is the one who can give you breath again. And if you are not in relationship with him, no breath, no life. And Jesus promised we will have a body as the angels have it. And angels can change their bodies. Have you done that? They can appear as human beings and then they disappear. They just are gone. Another appearance. Normally they, they cannot be seen, but they can materialize so that they can be seen, although you may not know that it is an angel. You just think it's a human being. They come and go and travel through the universe quicker than a lightning. That's our future, if you are number one. 